All right, guys, welcome to Across the Gun Counter. I'm your host, Joe Riva, joined by the reason I'm actually able to finish my gun projects. <laughs> Tyler Weaver. All righty. All righty, guys, welcome to uh, this week's episode of Across the Gun Counter. And uh, this is actually the this is actually a pretty cool episode because this is the first episode we're actually recording since since we actually launched, Tyler. Absolutely. What do you have to say about that, Tyler, since we launched so far? Man, it is... It's definitely different hearing yourself on a podcast player. I'll say that. Yeah, no. that, is, that, that is definitely true, hearing yourself over recording. Mm-hmm. And nitpicking everything that you say, like, damn, I do say that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, uh, let's be honest there. Uh... <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys. Oh, we... I got to work on that. Ah, I say leave it. I like it. Anyways, guys, we want to say thank you to everyone so far who have listened. Um, we've gotten a lot of feedback so far. And yeah, we're happy to everything, you know, happy with everything everyone said so far. Everyone's liked a lot of what we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, so far, the one episode was the actually the SKS rifle. A lot of people like the overview we did on that. Yeah, which is kind of surprising because we weren't really planning on gearing the podcast towards like overview review type content. But I mean, if it's what you guys want to hear, we'll definitely take it into consideration. And that being said, uh, one of the next episodes coming up is actually going to be another overview on another surplus rifle. Which, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, uh, actually, know what? We're going to talk about that afterwards because I don't want to spoil it, but it's a fan favorite. All right, all right. <laughs> um, something else we had, um, we actually had a couple requests for guests already. Um, mm-hmm. So we actually do have a couple of things in the works so far that we plan on actually having a couple people coming on the show and... You know, actually discussing their their views of the gun industry because you know, again, Tyler and I, we we both know a lot of people who have worked in the industry over the years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, including uh, including your wife, Tyler. Yeah, and she's honestly really excited to get on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna have her on soon, which is gonna be, uh, I think, I'm really looking forward to having her on because, mm-hmm. you know, a female perspective from working across the gun counter, if you will. And yeah, you, you definitely are going to have to get some sort of a soundboard for that so we can bleep every time she curses. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, <laughs> the, the note to add explicit to our podcast was a uh, is, I think, a note just for the Rose episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, guys, um, thank you for everything so far. And please, you know, as we, uh, you know, keep growing, you know, you, you know where to find us so far. Spotify um apple music yeah uh i do you know yeah whatever amazon amazon as well there's a couple other places like podcast index but uh please like share like uh subscribe all that good stuff and uh you know the main thing we like to post on is instagram please follow us on there as well Mm -hmm. um and uh the website as well and uh lastly actually i can't believe i almost forgot about this i want to give a shout out to uh to my buddy mark mark is the one who actually did all the intro music for us and all the music for the outro as well um thank you mark Yep, thanks, Mark. Um, so as soon as uh, he gets on it, uh, I'm going to have a link to hopefully his sound something or other, so you can download his stuff if you want. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, just keep an eye out for that, and we'll post that on the uh, on the website soon. All right. All righty, Tyler, so uh, what's our topic for today? So our topic for today is setting up a range bag, because it's it, one of those <laughs> critical things that a lot of people forget to bring with them is the supplies that they need for a good trip to the range. Including an actual bag at times. Well, I mean, 
I have mine in a box, so fuck you, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just mean in general, yes, but uh, something to bring all the stuff to the range instead of just bringing everything in uh, your hands. Yeah, in, yeah, a backpack. or I've seen people bring grocery bags, too. That, that never ceases to amaze me. When you got uh, M1 Grand Clips full of, you know, Spitzer nose bullets just poking through giant bags. Yeah, that's just an accident waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Giant's a grocery store around this area, for those of you that don't know. Yes, in a free country, you can still get you can still get plastic bags. Mm-hmm. Ooh, shots fired. Damn. <laughs> uh, I, I guess paper bags would work, too. They might even be better. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. Know, we don't want to give them reasons. Anyways... For prepping your range bag, this is before before we did this episode. I was really thinking like what like what goes into what went into my range bag. Like what do I have in my range bag, and what is something mm-hmm. I bring with me every time? And is there something I do differently for going to different ranges or doing different things? And I don't know about you, but the, the main two schools of thought I brought to that came to mind was: Am I going rifle shooting or am I going handgun shooting? Okay, and this will be interesting because, uh, full disclosure, Joey and I have never shot together. Yeah, that's actually funny. Now, aside from uh, test firing, um, no, yeah, we actually yeah, haven't been to the range. Yeah, we've test fired stuff, but like, we've never actually got gear together and like planned a trip to the range, so we have no idea what each other brings. That is true. That is that is true. That is exciting to hear. Yep, now I'm that we're just going realizing there. that now. That is funny. Yeah, that is. So, okay. <laughs> So would you agree with that? Like that would be the main two different things is shooting um, rifle versus shooting handgun. You'd have to prep differently. I mean, there's a bunch of shotgun shooters cussing you out right now because you're forgetting about them. But... Uh, well, you know, I would I would consider <laughs> yeah, shotgun I mean, it... in the in the in the rifle shooting, I guess. But I guess you know what? You're right. There would be a different it, setup it, for yeah, for absolutely. shotgun. Absolutely. But I also I also remember I really don't shoot shotgun a whole lot, so I actually don't have a a setup for shotgun per se. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really until I started getting into sporting clays, and then it's like, okay, well, when I go out with sporting clays, I typically wear a vest, which I'm never wearing a vest or anything of that nature when I'm doing handgun or rifle shooting. Uh, Sometimes I'll have, like, a a little drop pouch, which some people use for, like, tactical rifle handgun shooting. But for shotgunning, it's nice because you can just drop your empty shells right in there, you know? So for me, I've found that having essentially like three different uh, go-to packs works okay. really nice okay see that makes sense rifle shotgun and then handgun so see mm-hmm. um i guess i offended some shotgun people but listen if you're offended and you're listening to this show uh, yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna say some stupid stuff so you have to expect it from me that's great anyway continuing on yeah anyways so that being said so rifle shotgun and uh handgun yeah so we're in pretty much agreement that there would be three different Mm -hmm. setups i i think synonymously my rifle and shotgun would be very similar but what would your what would your shotgun entail you said so you got the vest basically you're gonna bring your actual vest with you yep yeah i have a shotgun vest um typically i will bring that drop pouch that i was saying uh, for shotgun, I never wear earmuffs. It's always strictly earplugs, so I have a little pouch with at least five sets of earplugs because mm-hmm. if you're going around like a sporting clays course or something like that, it it is easy to pop out an earplug in between when you're like walking to the next course if it's through the woods or whatever, you know, to talk with your friends and then pop it back in and lose one or something of that nature. So I 
I try to make sure I have like five pair because it's not sense. just me losing them either. It's, you know, whoever you're shooting with like, ah, damn, I can't find my earplug. Oh, I mean, I can't oh. tell you how many times I get to the range and I'm like, please tell me someone has earplugs mm-hmm. with them. Um, yep. Oh, I, I've literally stuffed like napkins in my ears before just because it's like, God damn it. I came all the way out here to shoot and I'm going to shoot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've been there once. So what about you? What do you what do you like if you if you were to go out shotgunning? So I guess shotgunning. See, I guess my perspective of shotgunning would be a little bit different from at my at least my initial thought because yours yours is thinking from clay shooting and yes or bird shooting where where my initial thought I guess for shotgun would be for home defense shooting. Okay. Yeah. So valid point. So I guess even though I don't use a shotgun for home defense, I think I mentioned that in one of the previous episodes. I I use a handgun um, just due to the the nature of my home, uh, but. With a shotgun for for home defense, I think I'd bring basically what I would have. I'd bring a little bit less, I guess, than normal. I would just bring a, you know, my targets, my staple gun, um, the the ammunition, and I guess whatever, what I could bring a speed loader or whatever saddle. I guess I would have on the shotgun for you know okay, active yeah. loading. I guess something like that to practice active mm-hmm. loading because I think at that point I'd be more more trying to practice my skill and my and my yeah my skill and my talent I guess with it because I'd be there trying to use it for practical and realistic scenarios opposed to sitting at a bench or standing at a bench or standing at a line if you will mm-hmm. now for me like I'm typically shooting fixed chokes uh, over under shotguns but some people do have interchangeable chokes and it's always nice to bring your little case with your choke tubes and a choke tube wrench with uh some choke lube um doesn't even have to be like a uh, a brand name choke lube uh i know people that have used uh petroleum jelly like mm-hmm. vaseline it works really well gets the job done um like a white lithium grease that also works well so you don't have to go buying you know gun brand specific lube just to do the job but please people always lubricate your choke tubes always lubricate your tubes Mm-hmm. i mean i can't tell you how many i've had in the shop that are just like completely freaking frozen like they're just they're absolutely rusted in there and you cannot break them out with a normal choke tube wrench to the point where i've had to machine like heavy duty choke tube wrenches just to break them loose you know and that and at that point the choke tubes basically destroyed but you're able to save that barrel. Well, that would be something too. Is for for your shotgun, would you bring any kind of cleaning, like basic cleaning, like I guess any other kind of tool outside of a normal cleaning kit with you to the range for a shotgun? Oh, see, like I said, I I don't have a range bag. I have more of a box. It's almost like a big. Uh, how do I want to explain it? Kind of like a tote bin. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine that. It, it's a gun specific tote bin. And I mean, I actually think I know I what have... you're talking about. I think I actually saw yeah, one. Yeah, it's like a like an OD green one. I think it's by Plano. And it's actually uh, kind of cool. Mean, I have a good amount of tools in there, just you know, from being a gunsmith, having some extra stuff that usually gets thrown in. But like, I mean, some of the main tools that I have in that are uh, a ball peen hammer, uh, like a, a multi tool, like a Leatherman, mm-hmm. uh, pliers, a, a decent knife, basic screwdriver kit, stuff stuff that'll get you out of a pinch when you need it but nothing you know you, you're not going to be performing surgery on a range bench you know what i mean nor yeah. should you well 
I think we've all been there in a situation where we've almost had to perform surgery on a range bench. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay, yeah. Screw loosened up, something popped off. It's like, okay, you know, I can at least get this functioning again until I can get back home and, you know, really do it upright. Well, you know, that's something kind of funny as we're, as we're talking. I'm thinking about that, too, is your range bag, I think, is something that kind of evolves over time, too. Because oh, it, absolutely, it absolutely should. Is because every time that I've had that, like I've added something, was because something has happened, and subsequently I was like, "Crap! I thought I yeah, had that." I've been there. <laughs> exactly. Um, there, there was numerous times where I thought I had a knife, or I forgot I had a knife, and I ended up having to use a key or something, mm-hmm. and I ended up scratching something and staples yes staples are a big one the you biggest the goddamn thing staple gun and you have like four staples in there oh that yeah staples and staple guns are i don't know for the longest time i did not have a staple gun i just borrowed a mm. i just borrowed nicks uh yeah. the, the majority of the time um or i use tape weirdly enough and that's just not well, another good one that works is those uh the little black metal like butterfly clips or whatever that you get for like office supply stores oh i never, you know you know what i'm talking about yeah like, i never for even s- for some ranges like uh specifically indoor ranges and shit like that that have like the little cardboard hangers and stuff they c- you can get away with something like that yeah i never even thought about that something like that mm-hmm. could could work because i've always used just a staple gun or tape yeah, and stuff like that doesn't take up much room because that's that's always another concern of mine is like, you know, you're going to the range, you're loaded down with heavy guns. The last thing you want is a super heavy range bag or that, like in my case a giant box. But <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll so take yeah, it with me anyway. Well, that's the thing is too. So yeah, I guess it's keeping keeping the load is somewhat light when going to the range. Mm-hmm. Um, now for basically going with rifles, there's. You know, with my basic range bag, so I guess, you know, let's go, what's in my range bag? The basic thing that goes with me, whether I'm going rifle shooting or handgun shooting, is going to be the bag itself, obviously. Um, in that bag, I'm going to have basic cleaning supplies, too. I always have cleaning rods. The one thing I always mm-hmm. found in the past was getting a brass case stuck, especially shooting old bolt action, something like that. You know, actually having to knock a, an old casing out, yep, uh, yep, things like that. A big one. Or, honestly, if other people are shooting, maybe I'll just be cleaning my gun while I still have some downtime, um, which hasn't happened in a good long time, but it's something that might mm-hmm. happen. Um, patches, um, some kind of paper towel, some things of that nature, some kind of rag. I actually yeah, do have a yeah, microfiber. Yeah, I actually have a, a microfiber cloth in there now, too, because I found that just having to wipe stuff down or just mm-hmm. anything. It, I it typically just... have a, uh, a dry rag and an oil rag. Yeah. It, keep those separate. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. It's they're they're easy and they're you, you never know when you're just gonna need to, you know, wipe something down or something might be dirty or just oily or, or whatnot. You yeah. have to break down your rifle. Or like summertime, you know, it's a hot, humid day out or you know, it's rainy before you throw those guns back in the uh, case. I always have like an aerosol can of oil, you know, spray that on, give it a quick wipe down and you know, throw it back in the case until you can get home and do a good stripping clean of it. Well, th- well, that's actually something, too, I was actually going to say in that bag is I actually do have a can of, it used to be rem, rem oil, and I actually might be yep, rem oil. That's I have, what I use. Yeah, I have to check what's in there right now. But, mm-hmm. yeah. They some, went and took the goddamn Teflon out of it, Joey. Oh, I didn't know that was in there. Yes. Yeah, the old uh, rem oil had Teflon, and uh, since Remington, you know, the bankruptcy and everything, and then it came back, I noticed it, the can no longer says Teflon, and I bought like five cans of it at once. I'm like, well, let's see if it's still the same. And what's 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 the Teflon? What's the real difference with that? And have you noticed uh, the difference? Teflon, Teflon's like a uh, 
uh, you'll see it in like uh, pans and shit like that, where it's like a non-stick oh. um, chemical. Mm. Yup, yup. So, really to aid in like the lubricity of it. Hmm. So, Interesting. I haven't noticed a difference yet, mm-hmm. but I did notice it's not on the, the can label anymore. So. <laughs> Let me guess, it costs more now, too. Jeez. I, I can't even remember. So, oh, man. Another good one is uh, Ballastol. Ballastol is another, uh, yeah, good aerosol lubricant. You know, the only time I actually ever saw Ballastol being used was we, we were using it at a reenactment one time. Oh, yeah? That Spanish Ruby pistol, actually. Uh, you helped me fix up the one day for my buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were trying to get that lubricated the one day, and that's all they had was uh, Ballastol. And, gotcha. um, yeah, it wasn't doing the trick for me, I'll tell you that. I was not happy with it. Yeah, I, I've really never used it to a great extent either. One thing, though, that I do keep in my range bag now, mm-hmm. uh, from like you were saying, having issues, uh, a aerosol white lithium grease. White because lithium. Uh, the MG42 oh. it really needs, yeah, you have that long stroke on it. It really needs to be run uh, very wet. Mm-hmm. And that, that white lithium grease is just excellent for spraying up like the... Uh, uh, what the hell do you call that? The track that the bolt rides in. Oh, those rails? Yeah, yeah, that operate the uh, feeding of the belt. I'm drawing the blank on it right now. But, I mean, you got a lot of mechanics in there. You have that long stroke, so it's nice to have that, uh, like, aerosol-powered white lithium grease. Just spray the shit out of the whole inside, close it up, and you're ready to rock. Hmm. So, just from having it hang up on me many times, it's like, you know what? We're just going to keep that in the bag now. Nice. And then, so that happened to you. Again, something with your range bags always evolving. You have that keep happening, so eventually you just mm-hmm. threw it on in there. Um, with, What else is basically in there? Earplugs. I actually have several sets of earplugs as we're talking about that. I try to keep a spare pack of those orange foam, foam ones because mm-hmm. I personally actually like those more than normal ear pro. Um, everyone always tells yeah, me I've, that I've you should double up. I've always been an earplug guy. Yeah. I'm yeah I've I don't know I always find that especially because it's not as bad handgun shooting but like when I'm rifle shooting that um like this just getting behind the rifle just those earphones mm. get in the way yep knocking on the stock and everything and yeah yeah it just it's screwing yeah, up my that's line one of thing sight I've always found for me like when I go to the shoulder the rifle mm-hmm. I'll hear it like knock up against the the butt end of the stock and it drives me insane yeah and there's a lot of older rifles i shoot too like um you know it's i want to say like the old the enfield was like that where it would just kind of get in the way actually no it wasn't the enfield i'm, I'm blanking on which rifle it is now but it would always just get in the way of when i was trying to get behind it mm-hmm. but yeah that and the... that's the thing like uh for me working at the machine shop i was wearing earplugs every single day so it's one of the things i've gotten very used to putting them in correctly mm-hmm. so i have no issues with it but granted i'm also not shooting all the time either yeah well actually i actually do have um a pair of ear pro in there too just in case someone does prefer ear pro i do like if i have a new shooter with me i like to have the like ear muffs like over over the head ear muffs the ones i actually like to use um i, I like to give the new shooters in particular the electronic earphones where they can hear mm-hmm. you because i find that um, a lot of new shooters are obviously very nervous, 
So it's I'd, I'd rather they be able to hear every command without having to be like, what? What? You know, like every two two seconds. And it's yeah. or just smiling and nodding. Yeah, smiling and <laughs> yeah, nodding. Like, okay. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm asking if you understood me, not smile and nod just so it'll appease me. That's not what we're here for. We're yeah. here for you to learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's in the range bag. That's always that always goes with me. Um, well, one thing that actually got added that always goes with me is because I go more rifle shooting than handgun shooting is my my rifle scope. Not my rifle scope, my uh, spotting scope. Sorry, I was blanking Ooh, on the name. No, that's one thing I actually don't have on my list. Really? But yeah, yeah, it's always good to have like binoculars or a spotting scope, something where you're not actively checking your targets with your rifle all the time or you know if you don't have any optics on anything yeah even if you have optics on something too like i noticed like if some things are sighted in for certain distances and you're trying to see it another distance it's Mm -hmm. it's just not you know it's it just doesn't work out well because like i was trying to do that with the prism scope i have that three times i was like all right i'll just use this (laughs) instead of i was like no i was like why did you do this and again so that's why it's I, like you know. any any kind of ghost ring sights. Yep. You know, once you're pushing them out to 100 yards, it's like, dude, I have no idea if I'm even on there. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you, you need to make sure you have a spotting scope, something like that, binoculars, something, mm-hmm. something so you can see what you're hitting. Oh, and yeah. with that, like we said, staples, staple gun, and targets. Staples, Absolutely. staple gun, targets are always a must. So now here's the thing with your targets. Do mm-hmm. you always? Uh, bring like a full size target do you have like backup targets in your bag anything of that nature so what i actually you're gonna laugh um a friend of mine actually gave me a bunch of like those big really long like the really tall rifle targets oh you Jesus! Know, yeah like the full body and i really like those and the mm-hmm. reason i really like those is you can kind of shoot different parts of the target yeah gives you more options exactly so what i've what i've been doing lately actually is i'll get one of those big targets and then I'll get a bunch of the stickers, and yep. I'll just put them over it. So then I'll know where I'm hitting in certain spots, or like I'll have the um, the reactive the reactive sticker targets. Is what I'm talking about. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll shoot, and then I'll cover up with those reactive sticker targets. So then I'll be like, okay, this group I'm gonna set at this target. This group's gonna be at this target. This group's gonna be at this, so I can see actually where I'm hitting. Yep. No, that that makes a lot of sense. Thing I've found, like uh, I'll have these cheap. I mean, they're like it might have been like a three or four dollar pack of targets just as like an emergency backup but uh one thing i found that works really well if you if you have a very small range bag Mm -hmm. you know you're trying to conserve space is uh maybe a deck of cards Hmm. something simple like that interesting you know you know you could just staple staple up a couple cards you know shoot the hearts shoot the spade whatever you know make a little game out of it you know i never even thought about that yeah, they take up next to no room in your bag, and you got, what, 52 targets right there. Hmm. That'd be fun for handgun shooting. Yeah, little idea. Yeah, you know what? We're going to do that. Or I'm going to do that next time, actually. I'm going to get a deck of cards. I think that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, like, I think three decks of cards in my, my range bag. Yeah, Every actually... time I come across, like, a free one or whatever, I'm like, oh, that's where that's going. Huh, that's not a bad idea. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, you really want to get crazy, you could always try splitting them on edge. So I've well, done that a couple times. I was going to say, you have that one in your shop, I remember. And I was like, ooh, that's, yep. that's pretty cool. I'd like to do that. Yeah, the, the one I took my time with. That was the uh, the ace of spades trying to shoot it right through the spade. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 
I'll tell you, that took many, many practice shots on other cards before I was ready to go for that one. You know, just, just to have something nice I could frame. Yeah. Now, that is cool. That is that is something neat to frame. That's something, too, I don't know if... Uh, not really a prepping your range bag thing, but I know some people do bring bring targets to theirs home with them and stuff like that, too. I haven't done that in a good while, but I know a lot of people, especially for new time, first-time shooters, they like to bring home their targets. Yeah. There's been times where, like, I'll mark a target with, like, you know, the date when I was shooting, bring it home with me just to throw it in the safe. Like, okay, you know, maybe next year, a year or two, I'll do the same thing and then just see see how it progresses with the same rifle. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I haven't done anything with it, but am I noticeably becoming a better shooter, you know, over the time period? Hmm. So, That's just a little something. Like I never did documentation. that, actually. Mm-hmm. I usually I mean, throw them all out. thing, good thing to keep in your bag is like sharpies pens oh you know, yeah absolutely to write with yep i mean i know people bring sharpies just so they can mark little x's or circles over you know what group they already shot something like that so definitely a nice nice thing to have with you mm-hmm. but uh was it shoot and seize the birchwood casey targets i think they even have the little stickers that you can cover up their target with oh yeah they're the ones who make the well yeah they're the ones who make the reactive targets that i've been using mm-hmm those are really nice. I mean, the, the little on the pricey. Yeah, they're thing. a little on the pricey Green. side, but they're not they bad. They are, but mm-hmm. yeah, that that's always one of my go-to's. Plus, they have like the uh, the adhesive backing to it. Mm-hmm. So, worst comes to worst, if you forgot everything, you can usually stick it to the cardboard. Yeah, at least for a little while. Now, you know, as we're talking about this, the the rifle and handgun, and I'm also thinking one thing that I don't usually bring with me that sometimes actually does go in my range bag is a a, um, a rifle mat. Like, actually, oh, for li- yep. for lying down and going prone and doing shooting, it's something I haven't brought in a good while, but that was something that was a requirement for me for a while because I was trying to do CMP mat shooting. Okay, yeah. The surplus shooting and stuff like that, the vintage rifle stuff. And uh, <laughs> the first time I ever went and I did the first CMP match where I used my US-1917, I didn't have a, a shooting mat, and ow that hurt yeah yeah your elbows definitely take the brunt of it oh yeah and that was in the middle of the summer no less so there was Mm -hmm. yeah there was no padding for my elbows yeah no i i've always preferred uh i have one from i think it was midway usa it was a cheap one but man that thing's held up great over the years and it it great for like uh where we were shooting it was private property but it was very grassy you Mm -hmm. know it was basically farmland so it's nice to have something where you could throw down and lay on it where, you know, bugs aren't constantly crawling up you and everything else. You know what? That's that's funny, actually. You know, let's take a before let's take a quick break actually, and then uh actually have an idea of something I was I was gonna say is actually we should have different range bags for if you're shooting at a range or a private land. Like private land. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, not a bad idea. So actually let's go back into that and uh we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. So one great thing about the podcast here is we like to hash ideas out kind of on the spot. And one thing we just really stumbled across is should we have a range bag for going to a private, like private land, a private shooting range compared to going to your public range? And like, what are you, what are your thoughts on that, Joey? Yeah, I would say absolutely. And that's kind of with what we were talking about with having a range map. Where if you're going out, if you know, if you're going to your buddy's house or you're going 
somewhere out in the woods or something like that, you're definitely going to bring a couple extra things that you wouldn't bring to, mm-hmm. they wouldn't normally bring, or you might bring to a public ranger, but it'd be okay if you forget if you don't bring it to the public range or your private range, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's really like my shooting background. I mean, we almost always went to private land. So the range bag was always a little bit different. I mean, a lot of times it had snacks in it. Snacks are a great thing to bring when well, it's, you know. That was one thing land. I was going to say was extra food, water, stuff like that, especially mm-hmm. um, like my one buddy, he's out in California. I know he says you can shoot on public land out there or, or what is it, federal game land or something like that. Or, oh, I know or what you're federal about. property yeah, yeah. or something, something of that, like you know. And so my first thought is bringing food, water, mm-hmm. maybe like a ch- as weird as it sounds, like a chair if you're going to be sitting at a bench or if you oh, plan yeah, on doing bench. Chairs are great. Yeah, stuff um, like that. That would be something, something else I would get ready to bring to the range. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, well, two big things we used to always bring was a like a uh, a beach umbrella. Because you're out there in the sun all day. Not only are you hot, but if you have guns laying out on a table or a blanket, something like that, the sun's just beating on them. They get stupid hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody that's left an AR-15 out in the hot sun knows when you go to pick it up, it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that can get pretty hot. Yeah. So uh, we always had a like a beach umbrella, and my dad had the canopy off a uh, camper. Like he read or the awning, he redid the awning, saved the old one. So basically, a giant tarp that we could just throw out where all the shells can land on. We could just sweep them up at the end of the day, pour them in a bucket. That's the other thing, too. I think th- that'll be a topic in itself is range etiquette. I think on what you should oh, and yeah. shouldn't We're do at the range. Doing that yeah, th- that, that'll, that'll be a topic in itself. Was, but you know, stuff to clean up after you're done at the range or. If you're if you're in a private range or when I say private range at this point I'm I'm meaning more private land or mm-hmm. not your typical range you know gun club set. yeah yep and so the, I think something with that too you could bring is more different like a, a a more variety of targets yeah you could actually yeah, bring I mean, stuff you can bring that swingers you know steel targets stuff like that steel targets you can bring uh, some people I know bring like soda uh, other foods mm-hmm. to shoot things of that. Yeah, we always used to save up like uh, the one gallon jugs, fill mm-hmm. them with water, a couple uh, drops of food dye, you know, so you could really see them at a, you know, three, four hundred oh, yards. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good one is the, uh, like the white jugs. Uh, uh, what I'm blanking on it. What the hell is it? Laundry oh, detergent. Oh, okay. Stuff like that. Yeah, hmm. where it's like that bright white plastic. Some milk jugs are even like that, too. Where, you know, you set them out at a good distance in a field, you can still see it. Powder, stuff like that, too. Tannerite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tannerite. That would be... You definitely actually... have uh, more target options dealing with a, a private range. Yeah, that's it's funny because most of my shooting is actually at, you know, more traditional ranges, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the range I belong to. Um, then there was, like, the game ranges I went to over in PA a couple times. Um, yep, yep. Only a handful of times I shot on someone's property, stuff like that. My one friend has a his own range that we've shot on a couple of times, which that was actually fun because I was able to do that that distance brutality kind of thing a while ago. I was trying to do where they do. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, where I actually got to I you know was able to run up my World War Two U.S. gear, and I didn't end up submitting it just due to a couple couple issues I had with shooting the actual footage. 
mm-hmm. that was fun to do because I couldn't do that at a normal range. Yeah, absolutely not. So that's one nice thing about private lands is you can get a little bit more involved in the art of shooting. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, you know, classify it as where you're not just like a an indoor range where it's very strict, where it's like you go to your little narrow window, you know, set out your three pieces of gear that you could actually fit on the bench. Yeah, I... And- punch holes in paper i don't like shooting indoor ranges like no offense to those who are you know more more fans of it i'm i'm not a Mm -hmm. fan of it and that's part of part of for what you said is first off your range your your bench that you have to set your stuff up on is is limit limit yeah it's it's minimal to non-existent you have enough room for maybe a box of ammo and a pistol and a magazine Mm -hmm. and that's about it yeah and that's why i wanted to touch on it a little bit earlier where like depending on the size of your range bag what all you can fit in there you know because space is a issue for some people given their uh shooting range setup Mm -hmm. yeah so that's why their car honestly you know some people drive around in big ass suburbans other people drive around in smart cars (laughs) granted i've never seen a smart car at the range but somebody's got to do it yeah i'm sure someone has somewhere and you know it's funny when I when I bought my car, actually that was one of my concerns was trunk space. I said I need trunk space, and I even told the <laughs> How guy. How many guns can I fit in the I, back I, of this trunk? Yeah, it was funny because I even told the guy. I said I'll be straight with you. Uh, I like to go shooting, and mm-hmm. I need to make sure I have room for my guns. So yeah. he's like, well, that no was problem. one of the big uh, the big things for me with my when I bought my uh, four door Wrangler because I was moving out to Pittsburgh. So it was like, all right, I'm going to be taking a lot of guns and tooling out. I need something that the backseats can fold down. And I basically have like a, uh, an enclosed pickup truck, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. So for that, for that time in my life, that was excellent. That was the car to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I mean, still is. I love that Jeep. Yeah, that was. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back my to the car. range bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing we really have to touch on that, a lot of people forget a lot of people are completely lacking in this that I've seen with their range bags is first aid kit. You know, I'm happy you mentioned that because that was something I was going to touch on as well. That did get added over the years and, but go on. (laughs) Okay. So with the first aid kit, I mean, you got to think of the, the injuries that people would actually sustain at the range. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at, you know, trauma, basically a trauma kit something with tourniquets in it i was just gonna say Um, make sure you have a tourniquet that's a must gotta have have a tourniquet tourniquet um i think i was telling you before back when i worked at the machine shop i had a i carried off body in that uh that special carry bag Mm -hmm. and i even carried a tourniquet in that yeah that's that's don't take up much room so just just literally roll it up tuck it somewhere well you saw the one that's in the back of my car that little that little green one Mm -hmm. yep yep yeah, and that's the thing. You really want to have some sort of, like, trauma pack. Um, another good thing to have is quick clot. You know, I can't tell you how many times, you know, you close your bolt in an M1, or close your uh, finger in the bolt of an M1 Garand. Oof. Shit like that where it just bleeds like crazy for no damn reason. Yeah, you really need to make sure you have some bandages and stuff. And mm-hmm. quick Bandages, clot, yeah. quick clot's great. Um, yeah, just clean stuff that you can clean yourself up with. So, um one big thing that I don't have yet that um, just with preparing for this podcast, I stumbled across the idea, um, a piece of paper in your bag with like your identification and uh, emergency contact info. 
mm-hmm. where if something were to happen to you, ambulance comes, you know, your gear is pretty much left at the range. Yeah. That's, so, that's, yeah, that's true. Just if a you little, go to by shooting just by a yourself. little insurance policy there where it's like, hey, you know, hopefully some good Samaritan's like, all right, let's check his bag, see if we can find out who it is and get a ship back to him. Wait, no, that's actually something I was going to say is too. Do you ever shoot by yourself or do you? Oh, always... never never yeah that's the thing is i was trying to think i used to once in a blue moon i used to i I never used to have an issue with it but with the increase of crime in our area in general i don't go by Mm -hmm. myself anymore even though i'm armed with a gun i just just why am i gonna go by myself and risk the rain you know buddy system (laughs) exactly and that's the thing like uh, i i do know of a lot of people that will go to the range shoot you know couple of magazines worth out of their hunting rifle and go back home or like bench rest shooters where they go there they you know get all set up and they just punch holes in paper and that's that's their thing by themselves but for me i feel a lot more comfortable having somebody else with me just to watch other people on the range as well as looking out for my gun you know because there's been times where you know if, if you've ever had a squib round you don't necessarily notice it. You're like, huh, something seems a little off, but, you know, maybe it was just me. Yeah, and everything looks fine if you do your normal, you know, rack the bolt, see mm-hmm. that there's nothing in there, you know. So so, so it, it is nice to have, you know, somebody else watching you, especially when you go down to check your targets and stuff like that. Have one person go down, set up the targets, and the other person sit up at the bench, watch your stuff, watch everybody around you, make sure nobody's handling a firearm. Well, that's the thing is, as much as, yeah, it's not even necessarily about taking your stuff or anything, even though that is, I'm not trying to say that there's, I'm not trying to say that the people at the range are shady people or anything like that. thieves, Joey. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that, but, you know, human nature is (laughs) Only for your brass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's not even get, that's going to be an episode is brass goblins. That's for the etiquette episode. Yeah. Oh, man. We'll save that. And, um, but when you're going down range and stuff, most most ranges have the rule of when people are down range, don't touch the, the, the firearms. I don't mm-hmm. care what you're doing with your firearm, but when, when I'm down range, the last thing I want to see is someone fiddling with a firearm. So mm-hmm. if your buddy is down range while you're setting up targets, at least he can be like, yo, watch what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. One thing that helps that too, that we forgot to touch on is chamber flags, chamber flags. That's, That's enough. Yep, I always keep those in my bag. Just, yeah, you know, ever since CMP especially dealing shooting. with like AKs and stuff like that that don't, well, they're not supposed to hold open. You know, you pop one in the chamber so that other people around you can see that that gun on the bench is cleared. Yeah, since doing the CMP match shooting a while back, I actually have a couple of chamber flags. I think I was given from that mm. that I've used. Those are honestly my favorite, the the big ass yellow CMP yep. ones. Yeah, the big yep. yellow. Yeah, I think you can actually order them through the CMP, and that's something if you can, please order the CMP Civilian Marksmanship Program. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've even thought about getting some because there, uh, there was a company I stumbled on a while ago that made uh, custom ones. So oh, I was really? thinking about getting my uh, my shop logo. Ooh, Help that'd be cool. Promote gun safety and you know, actually get my name out there a Ac- little bit. At yeah, the actual gun safety, not like what some people claim is gun safety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a topic for itself. But yeah, chamber so. flags are something good to have too, which you you don't even necessarily need to use something like that too. A lot of handguns nowadays, they even ship in the box with something like a, even a zip tie will work, something like that. You can put in there like a yellow zip tie. Yeah, something. I've seen people stick pens in there. Yeah. You know, just anything to show the people around you that 
the chamber is empty. Mm-hmm. Anything of that nature is not bad to have. Mm-hmm. I think that pretty much covers everything on everything in my bag anyway. Yeah, I'm trying to think too. Is and with that we said like you know going to going out to the the you know the games the the game lands the wilds the wild <laughs> lands to shoot. Uh, when you're going out there, you bring a little bit more. You bring you bring more some. You're gonna be out there for a little bit longer versus where your your normal public oh, range, yeah. where you're gonna have be a little bit closer to civilization, where you're gonna to want to go. You know, it's gonna be a little bit easier for you to go grab a burger afterwards, or you know, grab a couple snacks, or there might be a vending mm. machine or something like that. Even though my range actually doesn't have anything of what I just listed, you yeah. have to bring it all anyways. Yeah, some gun clubs. I mean, they have a whole full freaking kitchen. Yeah, they really. After you're done shooting, you just pop in, get yourself something to eat right away. That'd be nice. Wow, I'm trying to think. There, there actually was one place I went to that had that, which that'd be kind of cool. Yep. Yeah, I've been to a couple clubs. You know, obviously none I was members of, but you know, you go in there, get a bite to eat. They have a full bar and everything. You get some drinks. That's something I never understood was having alcohol in a range in the same building. Yeah, a lot of them used to do that, and I mean, many still do. That's one of the things, you know. I still don't understand don't, that. Don't but, use I mean, guns and alcohol together, but then they have them at the same damn place. So, a little bit of a conflict of an inter- conflict of interest there, guys. Well, I mean, it's regulated by the same agency, so I guess it just saves someone paperwork somewhere. <laughs> That's I mean, one way to look at it, I guess. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. I mean, I'm sure they got a cigarette machine in there somewhere, too. You know what? There you go. Throw that <laughs> in your range bag, too. You need, uh, you need cigarettes. You need a bottle opener. Cigarettes, what else can we throw there? in there? Lighter. Actually, lighter, lighter might not be bad to have. but Light, Lighter's definitely not a bad idea to have. But, hmm. yeah, I feel like... I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah, pretty much everything we did cover. Yeah, there's more. Ooh, yeah. hold on. One thing I do have to touch touch on as a gunsmith. <laughs> yeah. Um. Obviously, with your range bag, you bring your mags, you bring your ammo. Make sure you bring the right goddamn ammo. Oh, that's that's one thing is when you're going, make sure you have, yeah, make sure you have the right ammo because I'm sure you've been there where you brought the wrong ammo and you're like, crap. Well, I'm I'm specifically talking about people stuffing things in their guns that don't belong. Ooh. Like, if you have a 9x18mm Makarov, don't go stuffing a 9x19 in there. Yeah, they are different calibers, and use the mm-hmm. proper ammo. I, I... Yeah, there's some 300, things. Uh, 300 Win Mag, 300 Winchester Short Mag are different. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's some other shit that I've seen? 300 Blackout will chamber into a 5.56 AR and blow up. It's why I will not use... It's Absolutely. why I won't own 300 Blackout. Do you own anything in 300 Blackout? I don't, but I have a good method for that. If mm-hmm. you're going to have... 5.56 guns and uh, 300 blackout guns stick to one color. You know? Yeah. Like, hey, anything 5.56 is black. Anything 300 blackout is flat dark earth. Something where, like, y- you almost idiot-proof it. Where if you tell your friend, hey, go get me the 300 blackout mags, they're the tan ones. Yeah, oh, one buddy okay. does like, that. Yeah, nobody can mess that up. Yeah, that's that's a so. good system for it too. Just like using set specific mags, like all of this brand is this, and this brand is five five six or you know. Yeah, I I prefer color. Like seriously, color try to it. idiot. Yeah, seriously, try to idiot proof it. And there's, I I did see one post on Facebook. Somebody blew up their AR with a three hundred blackout, and their post was that I literally don't even own a three hundred blackout. <laughs> that's wow. 
And yeah, you know, so, somehow one 300 blackout round got into their bag or something, got mixed in. I, I have no idea. That's wild. That, that was the post. That's all I had to go off of. Wow. I don't, to be, I mean, to be honest, 300 blackout is a drastically different looking round too. And so I, yeah, I, I find that hard to believe that they wouldn't notice the difference that the round is twice the size yeah, but you know how it is. It's Facebook, so who knows if that's even true. But, yeah, because yeah. they, they wouldn't even let us on there, by the way. Make sure you're using the correct ammo for your firearm. <laughs> yeah, and the best way to avoid 556 and 300 blackout accident, have one or the other. That's really my yeah, solution. Just, I just have just a 556. That's it. I'm not going to venture down 300 blackout. I know a lot of people will hate me. <laughs> for saying that but honestly i have 76239 i have which is a fun caliber as it is and i have 556 five, mm-hmm. you know if i want to suppress 556 five, i'll go get a suppressor and i'll go do 556 five, or i'll go get a suppressor and i'll do 76239 you know like it's I, I can do it this is a free country i can yeah if i want to get a suppressor don't get I'll me go wrong get a suppressor. 300 blackout is going to suppress better and i've heard great things that it will outperform a 556 in and under like 200 yards but it's one of the things okay like if you have what difference am i really like if you have four five five six guns is that 300 blackout really gonna that and the kind of shooting i'm doing i'm not gonna be yeah i'm not that good of a shot that i'm gonna be that precise styling in those shots Mm -hmm. for for the average shooter for the average shooter yeah that's that's (laughs) kind of what i'm getting at is it's (laughs) like Hold on, Joey. Catchphrase. Let's be honest. We yeah. classify ourselves as just average shooters. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, man. Alrighty, man. What do you say we wrap it up there? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it. Um, you know, we went over all the differences between different kind of range bags, what we have, and what we generally bring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you, kinda... you learn from your mistakes. Every yeah. time you forget something, it usually goes in the range bag for good. Yeah, this time now you bring a screwdriver, then you bring a Leatherman, then you bring a whole tool set. Mm-hmm. Then you end up bringing everything in a box instead of in a bag. <laughs> I feel attacked now, Joey. A little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Oh, shit. So, but, alrighty, man. So, with the wrap-up, uh, where can people find you at? Uh, people can find me over on Instagram at SitePictures762, or they can find me over on YouTube as well at SitePictures762, where I haven't had a lot up there lately, but uh, hopefully soon I'll add some more uh, hunt Still content. Still posting the game content? Yeah, hopefully. I, you know what? I haven't been playing games. I've been busy with work and uh, busy doing this stuff and trying to get everything together with this, so I really haven't been gaming, so I haven't been able to add anything on there. Um, yeah but the the main thing is people can you know follow me and us i should say at across the gun counter on instagram or at across the gun counter.com but but where can they find you at tyler uh they can find me at precisionrifleworks.com and i am also on precision rifle works at or i am at precision rifle works on instagram and facebook yeah, that's right. You're on Facebook. We were not allowed on Facebook, actually. The second I made an account, because I am very... <laughs> I deleted my... This, this needs to be said. We will... Across the gun counter will not be on yeah. Facebook. We were... We tried getting on there. I made an account just to make a... Because I don't have a Facebook just myself another, anymore. Yeah, yeah, so I made a... Place. Yep, so I made a Facebook account just so I could go on there and make it across the gun counter Facebook. Made it, put up our picture, put up the profile, you know, hey, just basically copied everything from our RSS. 
Mm-hmm. And bam, we were considered uh, harmful content. So no, we will not be uh, across the gun counter. Will not be on Facebook. Tyler's on yep. Facebook. Across the gun counter will not be on Facebook. Yep. That's just like TikTok. TikTok did that oh. for me with uh, Precision Rifle Works. Oh, screw I them anyway. One video and it got taken down. I'm like, all right, well, screw that. Oh yeah, screw them anyways. They're, you know, communists. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I, alrighty, yeah, man. I like their guns. Let's but... call it a wrap. All right. All right. Uh, so, anyways, guys, take care. Stay safe. Prep that range bag. Don't be forgetting stuff at home like I do half the time. Yep. And thank you guys again for all the support you've been giving us so far with the podcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, please keep like, following, subscribe. Uh, we're going to have some more updates with you guys in the next couple episodes. And until then, please, again, thank you for watching and like and subscribe and all that good stuff. All righty. Take care, guys. Yep. Yep.